Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to The Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, go to www.thedrpatshow.com or drpatlive.com. Uh, yep, and as we said before, Madeline has her show, a regular show, which, wow, completely, amazingly awesome. Uh, so we just wanted to give everybody a sneak preview of what's going on in the heavens, as she would say, in that in those cosmic connections. And so it's kind of interesting to hear her talk about my close friend, Jupiter. And uh, Jupiter and I have had many, many conversations about, okay, dude, time to get off the couch here. We got stuff we want to do. So it's good to hear that that's going to happen. Joining us here today is someone else that very, very used to having conversations, conversation with animal friends. Every animal has a tail. And that is Tim Link. He's joining us here today. I want you all to know that if you have a question, if you want Tim to talk with you about what your animals may or may not be saying, whether they be alive or be in the heavens, give us a call at 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819, and we'll put you in the queue. Uh, Tim, as many of you know already, uh, is has been on the Dr. Pat Show, and he's been featured in many newspapers, television, radio, Associated Press. He is the CEO of Wagging Tails and is a practicing animal communicator, and he'll tell you about that. He's joining us here today so that we can connect you, as he does so often. Uh, Tim, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us here today. Oh, it's my pleasure as always. I appreciate the opportunity. So what is an animal communicator as the, you know, the phones are ringing and we pick those up? Right. Well, an animal communicator is someone who can connect with the animals and perhaps a much deeper level than some people can. And and I connect with them at the level that they like to communicate at. So whether you call it a telepathic connection, intuitive connection, however you want to label it, you know, our animals communicate with each other at that level. Yeah. I have a gift where I can uh, connect to with them at that level, ask questions of them, questions you may have about your about the animals. In return, they'll answer those questions in the form of pictures, words, colors, feelings, emotions, all the all the sensations. And in return, they'll share things that they want you to know. Ah. It's all designed to give them a voice and build that best relationship possible. I have an interesting story, and I wanted to get your take on this. Um, I have a, a, there's a cat that comes to the back, to the office, Uh, comes to the office about six o'clock, I would say. And we have an eight foot sliding door that kind of, you know, opens to sort of a backyardish kind of thing, right? Um, So this cat is like a black and rust color cat. And, you know, I don't know if it's a he, I don't know if it's a she, but does this routine where it will come and it'll just simply walk in front of this sliding door very slowly. Doesn't look, doesn't stop, but there's like this little routine. I'm just wondering if there's anything going on with he or she or if that's just their path. Well, she, it's a she, just to let you know. So I, I do believe it's a she that she comes by, and I don't think it's part of the path. I think it is part of a, a routine sort of that she has put together sort of as a wake-up. Now, is this about the time you're getting started during the day or winding down? Winding down. Winding, winding down. down. Yeah, so it's your indicator to say, wind it on down, off to the next thing that, that you want to do. You know, It's your time to take care of you instead of being Dr. Pat taking care of everybody else in the world. 
So I, I would use that as your indicator to say, okay, time to wind it down, and let's uh, let's go have some fun. Let's go take care of me for once. Huh. Very interesting. You know, what are some of the conversations you've had, especially some that, you know, I, I think many of our listeners may not be familiar with, but, you know, what kinds of things do you hear? Well, when, you know, when I first started, you know, when the gift presented itself in uh, 2004, I was receiving just a couple little words, maybe a couple images, a couple pictures, and some feelings, but very minimal information. And now I, I receive the whole gamut of things that animals want to share with me. Uh, so it could be if I'm having a communication uh, with a uh, cat, for instance, and this cat is very talkative, very outgoing, very uh, wants to be part of the conversation, they may share with me pictures of things going on in their life. They may share with me feelings that they're having, both emotionally as well as physical feelings, uh, taste things that they're tasting, smelling. Um, it could be words that they're giving back to me. So the, you know, the individual animal has its own personality. So if it is very talkative, very outgoing, it's going to share all those wonderful sensations with me. Uh, compared to another cat, which could be a little bit more subdued, a little bit more quiet, but their personality may be a little bit more introverted. And so they may only choose one or two methods to communicate with me and give me minimal information. So they may be more of a visual uh, animal or they may be more of a feeling animal. So the important thing is the animals are just like us. We're all each individual uh, creature, and we communicate in the fashion that we feel best mm-hmm. and most comfortable with. And that's exactly what our animals do. So when we're in those conversations, we'll get a lot of different information, but it is truly based on each individual animal's personality. When do people hire you? When do they call you in? What are some of the things they work with? Well, there's a a lot of different areas they contact me. Uh, I'd say the majority of the time I'm getting called because they've got a problem or an issue with their their pet, and they've tried everything possible, and they can't get it solved. Mm. Um, So whether this be... um, you know, Fluffy for the past 13 years has always used her litter box. Now all of a sudden it's stopping, and she, you know, they take him Fluffy to the vet, and all the tests turn out okay, and they changed the pan, they did this, did that, nothing seems to work. And we have to connect with Fluffy to find out what's happening. You know, is this an emotional problem you're experiencing? Is this a physical problem? Is it a mental thing you're going through? What is the problem? And then we set forth a, a course of action to be able to uh, help them. But I deal a lot with behavior issues with animals and changes in behavior. Uh, I work quite a bit with lost animals, trying to locate lost animals, either to help you go find them wherever they're located or help bring them back home. And so we do that around the world for all kinds of different animals, mostly cats and dogs, but I've done horses as well. So we've gotten horses, uh, found horses that have been uh, lost or stolen. And uh, then I deal with the whole grieving process, the uh, the transition process, mm. so when you know, when you have a pet that is in the process of transitioning and you're trying to determine is it the right and perfect time to help them, how are they feeling, what are their wishes, and then, of course, once they do pass on, uh, getting through that grieving process, better understanding that, and that's where I come into play as well. So it's really three different key areas that I, that I focus on. So when we think about all of the different people that have come to you and some of the experiences you have, are there any that kind of stand out in your mind that kind of, you know, set themselves apart from the others? Well, the ones that, boy, there are so many stories, and the animals have have expanded. So I'm doing now, you know, I'm working with zoos and aquariums and sanctuaries, so I'm, I'm doing wild animals, and I'm doing 
you know, all these creatures in the zoo. So it's really fantastic to get the, the opinions and viewpoints and words back from these different type of creatures. But some of the ones that touch my heart is when, you know, I, I'm helping, for instance, I had one the other night. Uh-huh. Um, the... Uh, the family's dog had passed away earlier this year, and for the first, the, the uh, last eight months, they not a day, not a second went by that they didn't miss their little boy, that they called him, and just really had a hard time dealing with it. Talked to a lot of people, talked to um, you know their counselors, talked to uh, their pastors, trying to get a handle on it, and really couldn't grasp what the whole situation was about. How could they get through that grieving process? And so we spent some time on the phone connecting with the animal, that the animal's energy was very strong. It had regenerated its energy almost to, to full capacity and was sharing all kinds of wonderful uh, feelings and letting them know that everything's okay and pointing out uh, other animals in their life, both past and present, and identifying people and identifying things in the household so the family would know that, hey, yeah, that is actually him because that's exactly what he did or that's exactly what he ate or how he did it. And when we got through this whole conversation, this whole weight just fell off their shoulders. And they sent me a, a lovely email afterwards just saying, you know, we've really struggled with this. And now just by having this conversation, we know all is well. And we can, you know, we can honor our little boy in peace. Mm. So, you know, when you get those and you get that confirmation back, you know that what I'm trying to do, which is to give the animals a voice and to help you build that best relationship, and best understanding possible, between you and the animals, and I've accomplished that. You get those accolades. That's um, there's nothing better. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, want to have information. They want to really connect, and they really, really struggle with it. And I want to talk with you when we come back from break about why it is we hold on so long, especially with our animal friends that have, you know, made their transition, and 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 what the impact of that is. Some people have said to me, you know, that losing their dog was more painful than, you know, losing a human being that was close to them. And I want to talk with you about that. Tim Link, my very special guest today, Every Animal Has a Tale. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking with him about how we can approach these transitions. And then how can you learn how to communicate better with your animal friends? We'll be right back. Yeah. They try to put me in the box. It's impossible. Are you tired or struggling to get to where you want to be in your life? Want some help getting to that next level? Hi, I'm Dr. Melody Ivory, personal growth expert and passionate champion of your complete success. I'm excited to give you powerful books, teas, and coaching to help you easily transform your life from the inside out. Now is the time to make your life sing. Visit MelodyIvory.com for free articles, poetry, and affirmations. That's MelodyIvory.com. Did you know Greek Gods Yogurt has 20 billion life and active probiotic bacterial cells per serving? This healthy type of bacteria in yogurt helps boost the immune system by protecting the gastrointestinal tract and fighting off harmful organisms, preventing disease, and helping you keep in tip-top shape. Did you have your Greek Gods Yogurt for breakfast today? For more information, visit GreekGodsYogurt.com and Analuke.com. Introducing the featured re-release of Cat James' grassroots best-selling book, The Truth About Beauty, Transform Your Looks and Your Life from the Inside Out. The Truth About Beauty represents the most comprehensively researched and inspiring body and beauty guide to date. 
It's been called a masterpiece by New York Magazine's two-time nutritionist of the year, Oz Garcia, and a path to personal triumph by former Glamour publisher Suzanne Grimes. The re-released edition of this modern health and beauty classic features 40% new material, including James' long-awaited recipes from her acclaimed Total Transformation programs, plus her living formula for freedom from food obsession, state-of-the-art natural skin supplement and anti-aging strategies, and a natural product resource guide called Worth Its Weight in Gold by Marie Claire Magazine. If you're ready to get serious, get the truth about beauty and transform yourself today. Visit informedbeauty.com. Is Egypt calling you? Join Dr. Friedemann Schaub and Danielle Rama Hoffman for an initiatory journey to Egypt, May 2010. Picture yourself meditating in the Great Pyramid, cruising down the Nile on a private sailing yacht, and exploring ancient temples in exclusive visits. For a journey that expands your consciousness and opens your heart, call 866-903-6463 or visit EgyptIsCalling.com. Unlock your divine power and become the true master of your life with visionary clairvoyant Terry O'Connor every Monday at 10 a.m. on The Dr. Pat Show. Using her extraordinary connection with spirit, Terry can energetically view your true inner blueprint and guide you to your soul's highest purpose. Explore your personal connection to your authentic self and let your spirit soar as it was truly meant to. That's The Carrie O'Connor Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, on The Dr. Pat Show. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Conversation with our animal friends. Every animal has a tail with Tim Link. Tim, let's take a minute and give out some information about you so people know how to get a hold of you. Absolutely. Well, the best way to find out about me is visit the website. Uh, the website is wagging-tails.com. That's W-A-G-G-I-N-G-T-A-L-E-S.com. And on there, you'll find out more about the book, Wagging Tails, Every Animal Has a Tail, which is available nationwide at your favorite retail store or retail outlet, or you can buy a personalized copy from the website. There's also more about me, animal communication. There's helpful hints on the website. And you can also sign up for our free monthly e-newsletter that comes out the first of every month, which not only keeps you abreast on all the things that I'm doing, but more importantly, we include helpful hints, little tips, things you can do today to have a better relationship with your pet. So it's absolutely free. Go on, go on there, wagging hyphen tails, and sign up for it. You know, I've kind of been through a whole range of experiences, Um, you know, having several dogs in my life over time. Um, But there's nothing that I think is more um, exacerbating than to have your pet kind of disappear, whether and, you know, and they love doing it. Teddy was masterful at disappearing. And, you know, it was okay. Pat, make sure. You don't leave the gate open. Make sure you don't, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, like that. And then friends would come over and we'd say, okay, let me just tell you, don't leave the door open. Don't, you you know what I'm saying? Because he was such a really cool, almost, you know, half collie kind of dog. And so kind of soft in who he was. He could slip out 
and you wouldn't even know he was gone. And what would happen is this would always happen, by the way, during a time when I, we had a barbecue or company and Teddy would disappear. So then we've got the whole barbecue and everybody looking up and down the neighborhood for Teddy. <laughs> And so, so Teddy wanted to do his own little barbecue, wanted to do his own little thing during that time. He did. That's right. And, it made, and it's incredible because it made no rhyme or reason where he would go. It was, you know, it's interesting. And would um, he always come back, or did you have to go track him down? Or love, how? love the car thing. So the the little deal with the with Teddy was, you go find him in the car, and you yell, Teddy, you want to ride in the car? And you got the car because he sees the car and he jumps in the car because he loves to ride in the car. Right. So that's his whole little game, his own little fun thing, whether you liked it or not. And that, that's what he liked to do. That was it. That's why I think Teddy disappeared so he could ride in the car. <laughs> um, but there are times where our animal friends disappear and we really can't find them. And there's nothing more painful than that, I don't think. Well, you know, it is, it's a very difficult situation to, to deal with uh, because you start to put a lot of doubt and guilt on yourself for what you didn't do or what you did do and the uncertainty of whether they're still uh, alive in, in, in body or if they've moved on. And then even if they've transitioned on, we as humans, we want that remains, that, that body back so we can um, you know, have that closure. And I tell people that, you know, that there's a lot of reasons that animals run away. And, that, and that's why very few, I have to say, there's very few communicators out there that still work with lost animals uh, because it is so difficult, so time-consuming, it's so heart-wrenching, uh, and um, it's just one of those things that a lot of people don't choose to, to deal with. Mm. Me personally, I get great um, pleasure and satisfaction to be able to help in any fashion, so that's why I do a lot of lost animal cases. But, you know, the, the reasons can be as simple as they want to explore. They're right. just very interested. It could right. be like Teddy, where they want to go on a little exploration and take their totally. nice, nice car ride back home. Right. Sometimes they do go off to, to transition because animals feel it is a lot easier on us mm-hmm. if they transition when we're not around. Felicia, Felicia did that. Felicia was a cat that adopted us. And, you know, we took her in. The owners of the cat did not take care of her. I mean, even in the winter, they had her sleeping outside. So we basically took her in, uh, fed her, and, you know, she hung out uh, all day long and uh, really became like our cat. And it was the first time I've ever had a cat or cat energy, by the way. But she didn't act like a cat. She acted more like a dog. You know, the car would pull up, and she would be sitting on the steps, and she would just be running to the car to meet you. I mean, very, very interesting and a great, great friend. But I really think that that's what she did. She, you know, she took herself out to, to you know, make her transition. Absolutely. I have a, a client who's now become a, a friend of mine who had a golden retriever who was suffering with... Uh, from cancer. I communicated with the dog on a regular basis and did Reiki energy healing as well to try to, to ease its uh, suffering mm. and help it out. Mm. And she had planned a trip over a year ago to go out and do some sort of uh, second honeymoon slash spiritual work in Maui. And so she had planned this trip way, way in advance, already paid for everything. Well, the dog held on through four months of this mm. until her trip came. And then right before she left, 
he had this miraculous recovery. He was doing great. He was eating well. He was running around. It was like, oh, my gosh, you know, could he, could he be healed? So she decided, well, I need to take this trip, so I'm going to. And before the plane landed in Hawaii, the dog had transitioned. Mm. And so the dog was waiting until that time, waiting make, you know, to, to add to the life, add to that relationship, and then transition when they thought it uh, when she thought her owner, her human companion, would have less pain with it. And, of course, you know, as humans, we're just the opposite. We want that closure. We want to we see it. We want to be there. It's not oh. from a gruesome standpoint, but we really beat ourselves up if we uh, aren't there. And we have to realize that, that that's the wish of the animal. That's what they desire. We've got, we've got to honor that. It took me a while to kind of get used to that about Felicia. I mean, it did. You know, it took me a little bit to kind of get to the place where I, I said, okay, I get it. But you're right about the whole closure thing. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's tough. Um, it, yeah, I mean, there's no way to really explain it. What is it that keeps you busiest? I mean, do you get a lot of calls from people that are trying to reconcile the passing of their loved ones, you know, to find out, hey, should I have done something any better you know was i responsible and you know what's really tough when you actually put a dog down or you know or a pet down and you deal with that honestly tim um when travis was ready to go um that was the hardest thing i ever did and that was my collie and i was encouraged to do it in the living room very nice I I think it was very nice for him, but I have to tell you, it is a memory that I have not been able to shake. And I think that's kind of, you know, some a decision that one has to make depending upon who you are. And, uh, you know, I don't know. What do you say about that? Well, I think absolutely uh, that's the case. But, you know, that's where I can help you out. You know, I, I can connect with the animal and find out. Is it the oh, right good. perfect time to, to, to transition? If they are wanting to transition, if they feel it's time, how do they want that to happen? Do they want you to be there? Do they not? Do they want you to help assist them in the transition? Would they uh, would they prefer being at home when this happens and either going naturally or having someone assist them? Um, you know, we're seeing that more and more nowadays where they'll actually um, – the animal is within its you know last day or two. The family has some personal time with it, has some reminiscent time, and then the veterinarian will come into the home and they have a little ceremony mm, and right, make it right, peaceful. Right. Yeah, I, I had a gentleman right. a while back who her his dog used they had a huge lake out in the back of their property, and he used to love jumping in the lake and swimming around and just having a good time. And over the years. That became less and less up to the point where he couldn't do it anymore because his arthritis got so bad. He right. wasn't able to move around. But amazingly enough, um, he told his dog the day before he was going to help him transition that we're going to have one good day. We're going to have one just fabulous day. If you can manage the strength, we're going to go to the lake and we're going to have a good old time. Mm. We'll have fun with it. And wouldn't you know it, the dog woke up that morning and act like nothing in the world is wrong. He opened the door, he ran right out to the lake, jumped in the lake. They spent the whole day there. And then the next day, the dog was ready, and he helped him transition. It was just a beautiful thing. He did it there on site by the lake. So it was a great way to honor him, and it's a great way to, to show the respect. And I think that's, though it's hard for us, we have to realize that 
These animals came into our lives for a reason. They're a huge part of our family or a huge part of our hearts, and we need to honor them just like we would any other family member. So, you know, this is part of how people work with you. I mean, you know, truly, if I'd have known you when I was doing this with Travis, I would have called you in a hot second. Because I really think there is a way, you know, what your work and what you do is so extraordinary and special, Tim. Thank you so much for joining us here today. My pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Melody, Dr. Melody Ivory in the house. Are we paving the road? Are we digging up the road? Are we walking it or are we being it? You're going to find out more in a minute. We'll be right back. <music> 